she was telling her boyfriend to like, oh, I hope very, uh, you know, smash this guy in one round because we got to go back we, home. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Then I was like, okay, you guys, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll do it fast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fighters in the Making, the show in which we talk to ordinary people who've made the extraordinary decision to be involved in boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, or any other martial arts, because anybody willing to be punched in the face must be a bit special. This week, I'm delighted to welcome Vredi Yazri in the show. With 23 amateurs fights across seven martial arts at only 22 years old, Vredi has already accumulated an impressive resume and has no plans on slowing down. After a resounding win in the recent MMA fight at Ultimate Beatdown 45, where he scored a first round TKO under two minutes, Vredi is what you'd call a war machine, and we'll talk about what's next for him. So with that, Vredi, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey Alexis, yeah, thanks for the invite. Appreciate it a lot. No, no problem. What a fight. Uh, I was so happy to see your performance uh, at the Ultimate Beatdown. So obviously, uh, you went, you saw, you conquered in under two minutes. Can you tell us a bit more about how, how that fight went and, and what was your, your plan coming in? Okay, so when I received the... Okay, when I checked the fight card in Facebook, Yeah, I saw my opponent's name, so I searched on YouTube to see his fights. Mm. Yeah, then I find out he got one fight in Ultimate Beatdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, and he won first round. So it's a very short clip. Okay. So I have a lot of time to study his fight all over again, like again and again. Mm. Yeah, so from from my fight study, he likes to throw uh, like heavy low kicks. Yeah, even mm. Coach Christian noticed that. Okay. Yeah. So my plan coming in into the fight, I wasn't gonna give him any space mm. for that low kick. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, as you can see from the fight, yeah, uh, when the bell rang, I straight away went to him. Yeah. And no space given. So it seems to me that it was really like you executed your game plan completely. Yeah, completely. Like if I recall correctly, like you told me before, is like I'm gonna go straight punches gonna take him down as quickly as possible gonna finish it yep. and, and yep. that's pretty much what happened yeah because from the from his fight from his first fight mm. when I uh, studied his fight mm. yeah he he was very comfortable at you know and uh, managing the distance he he doesn't like to fight inside mm. yeah he, he doesn't like that and he's not good at defending takedowns So I'm like, okay, he's, he's the right opponent for me. <laughs> yeah, easily. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, obviously, so I mentioned it in the intro, but you've been, you've primarily are doing MMA, but you have foundation in multiple other sports. So you, you've done a lot of jujitsu, uh, gi no gi. You've done uh, some wrestling. You've done boxing, Muay Thai, uh, silat. Like, It seems to me that you came to this fight anyway feeling quite confident in your ability on the ground. Like, how how important would you say jujitsu, your jujitsu game is today in your in your MMA toolbox? Uh, I u- usually use wrestling okay. in my MMA game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, 
to my fighting style i'm the brawler aggressor okay yeah so and i'm i'm not so technical as a fighter mm yeah in terms yeah in terms of fighting not very technical so the, uh, that's the reason why i use wrestling yeah mm. when you say not so technical you mean in terms of stand up game or in you would you say also because you won quite a few competition in jiu jitsu as well so in terms of the grappling game okay yeah grappling game. okay yeah for my stand up it's balance okay yeah. how is it balance mm. yeah but in terms of grappling i'd rather wrestle because when you go further into the rounds you will sweat mm. so when i mean if you keep on sub hunting you might sleep yeah you know and you might lose the position you might you know lose your energy mm. so i would rather wrestle hold him down get him tight mm. and smash him <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened i think the ref called called the fight you 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 managed to get a mounted position quite quickly uh initially it seemed like on the on the video it seemed like you were trying to go for uh for uh taking his back at some point try to go for a rare naked choke then you uh he tried to defend the back then you went full mount and then you just ground and pound him until the ref came in oh yeah actually when i took him down i i saw the triangle there mm. yeah but he was <clears throat> he was framing me Mm. Yeah, he was framing with his hands. So I I couldn't really get it, mm. you know. So I I keep on finding uh, the opportunity to uh, grind pound. Mm. Yeah. Then he timed my punches and he gave up his back. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to get his back so but I was like, nah. Yeah, okay. So actually, I mean, the fight that you took it was at ultimate beatdown 45 in Jorbaru across the street from us in Singapore so you traveled there uh, during the day i think you guys like you were the last fight of the night right you fought around midnight or something yeah i fought uh 12:30 am yeah, yeah. Okay. but after my mma bout uh-huh. there's another bout uh-huh. mma okay and then there's a if i'm not wrong there's kickboxing fights oh, okay yeah. so, so y- You're not the last fight but you're in the tail end. Yeah, the... not not really the last fight. Mm. Yeah. But it was quite late. Yeah. <laughs> so late. actually, you know, obviously everybody wants to win, but did you feel a bit um uh, was it almost too short for you like to win under under two minutes on first round? Would would you have wanted the fight to last a bit longer so that you know you can clock in a bit more quote unquote like experience of of going a bit longer distance? Okay, actually, there's a there's a funny story to it <laughs> okay. because my sister came to watch. Yeah, yeah, my sister came to watch. So and she she has work in the morning <laughs> at 8 a.m. Yeah, then it was 12:30 a.m. So she have to go back to Singapore quick, you know, to beat the massive jam at custom. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, so I told her, uh, "It's alright. I'm gonna make it fast." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have to yeah. thank your sister. You've yeah. been a good, a good older brother. That's yeah, very and, kind and of she, you. She, she was, she was telling her boyfriend to like, "Oh, I hope ready, uh, you know, smash this guy in one round because we gotta go back we, home. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> then I was like, "Okay, you guys, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll do it fast. I'll do it ah, fast." Nice. Yeah. yeah. Then. I did it in two minutes. <laughs> nice, yeah. good job. After that, uh, my sister straight away. Okay, congrats. I gotta go home now. Yeah. I said, okay, thank you for coming. <laughs> 
That's good. Uh, did you actually stay in in Malaysia that night, or did you did yeah, you travel? Yeah, I, uh, I stayed. Uh, after the fight, I stayed. Uh-huh. And then the next day, I went home. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I wouldn't want it to last much longer. So besides, uh, about my sister, because the last time I've lost in MMA mm-hmm. was twenty twenty one. Okay. And yeah, I was devastated. Mm. Yeah, so it's like waiting two years mm. for this comeback. Okay, yeah. so that was because in twenty twenty two, I guess even in twenty twenty one, it was complicated to fight given COVID. No. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So there weren't a lot of opportunities. So your last fight, the last fight you had was was a loss, was it? The before ultimate we done. Yeah. <clears throat> before ultimate we done was the the full contact nogi and. Mm. Gi Jujitsu. Mm. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It was on December, if I'm not wrong. Ah, yeah. yeah. But that, that wasn't in, in a cage. Yeah. yeah no, but a... you're referring to your, your last MMA fight before this one. Oh yeah, last MMA cage fight. Yeah. So that was that was a difficult situation for you to in 2021 to go through a loss. Can you talk a bit about it? Like what what event was that and oh, that's what a, happened? Lion City MMA. Uh-huh. I think they had their first event. That was their first event. Okay. Yeah. So I, I tried. I go for it. Mm-hmm. And so here in Singapore. Yeah, here in Singapore. Then I lost via split decision. Oh. Yeah. Split decision is split, always yeah. tough. Split decision. So you went the full. It was a three round fight. Yeah, it was full three minutes, three round fight. Yeah, and we yeah we went mm-hmm. all the rounds, you know. Wow. And yeah, that that guy, the opponent, my opponent was. Was very good at his timing. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's strong, mm. but he's very, very good at his timing. Like he knows when I'm, I'm gonna shoot for the takedown. He knows when I'm gonna go for a punch. Then, yeah, he tripped me a couple of times. Okay, I think one with a, a a judo throw. Wow. Yeah, I I tried to grab him, body lock. Nice. And, and he just judo throw me wow then I'm like okay yeah I, I was impressed with his time you know? <laughs> then I'm like here we go man yeah. and so you go those three rounds uh, and then split decision it doesn't go your way then what happens in your mind like how how do you feel and, and how do you approach that that moment okay actually first thing I cried and I called my sister okay <laughs> yeah so there's a recurring theme your sister is is like somebody you you who supports you a lot is she? Uh yeah, because um me and my sister, my older sister, mm. we're only one year apart. Oh, okay. so we're very close since young. Okay, yeah, very close. And I I have a one I have one younger brother. Oh. yeah, he's fifteen this year. Okay, so he's so he's, he's quite yeah, few Sp- few years apart. Yeah, yeah, so we. We didn't like really grow up together. Yeah, yeah. But and, me, and you didn't, you didn't. Hopefully, didn't beat him up. Because <laughs> of the years difference. Yeah. So, me and my sister, we grew up together. I see. We were very close. Everything like any adversity I go through, you know, I will call her first. Mm. Anything, anything, like literally anything. That's cool. yeah. That, but like that, there was one time, I was preparing for Ultimate Beat on Forty Five. Uh huh. So I ran. Yeah. With my sauna suit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told my I fans. I saw this one. Yeah. yeah. So, so guess who I called? <laughs> my sister. So basically, yeah. uh, if I remember the story correctly, you're you're preparing to make weight for for ultimate beatdown. So you're wearing a sauna suit, which is a sort of for those 
for for the listeners who might not be aware, it's essentially a sort of sports suits that you wear that is going to make you sweat a lot. And hopefully the goal is basically to do a lot of exercise, sweat a lot, lose all of that water weight so that you can go to the, the waiting, the way in and, uh, and basically make weight for the fight and then rehydrate. And at that point you tore down. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're what you're butt naked in the street. Like what happened? I, I don't, I don't even know why I didn't wear an outer <laughs> because I, I wanted to do it, uh, you know, like a short run. Uh, yeah just okay. do it, uh do a short run mm. yeah that's why i i didn't think about wearing outer or you know inner mm. i just feel like okay let's put on this sauna suit go for a quick run not even jog i i literally ran okay it, it wasn't even a slow jog because i want to do it quick mm. yeah so i just ran a bit then i tore my sauna suit yeah but uh, so you call your sister, she's the one, so she brought you a, a she, backup or no, <laughs> just she, a pen? She bought me a pen. Oh, she, yeah. she bought me a pen, like literally buy a pen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, to back to your question, like how you say how I cope with the loss. Right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I take um, some time off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just to work on my mental, mm. I see. Yeah. And also at that point of time in two months, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was December. It was November the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in like two to three months, I'll be done with my uh, national service. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I was I was thinking of what to do after national service, like mm. if I should sign on or continue my study. Mm. Yeah, I try not to think of the fight. You know? mm. Yeah, and slowly when I I accept about the loss, mm. I start to watch the video. Yeah. One round, two rounds, three rounds, and see where I go wrong. Okay. Yeah. And since I like done with my national service, I find a job, and mm-hmm. I was uh making quite a good income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I managed to join back my first ever gym, Evolve MMA. Mm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So it's interesting for you that. It was so painful. I mean, obviously, that's that's the mark of a very strong competitors. Like people who put the effort, like you do, to really take it seriously, get into a cage. We're not even talking about a ring. I, I uh, previously I mentioned that I think anybody who steps in the ring is already a champion. You need even bigger cojones to <laughs> to walk into a cage that's closed on you. There's really no space to hide. But the fact that you're you're uh, taking it so personally that you really really don't want uh, to lose, I mean, it it speaks to your to your character and uh, your your competitive spirit. So obviously, I I understand that. Uh, at the same time, it's like uh, it seems like losing might be sometimes part of the learning process. So maybe. There are some key takeaways that you had from watching those tapes. Like, did you review anything and you thought, oh, yeah, I, I messed up here or I gave him too much space? Or what, what were the things like after when you, when you were able to digest it and start looking at the video, you're like, okay, I could have done this and that better? I think mainly is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is the timing of my opponent. So maybe I could hold off hold him off, you know, like, learn more defense. Mm. So, let's say I would go for a double leg, 
and he sprawled on me. So he got a good timing. Mm. But I was thinking how to counter good timing. He's having good defense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like I go for a double leg mm. and he sprawled. So mm. what's my defense? Yeah. So yeah, so like yeah. that that's how I actually uh analyze the fight and you know look at what I could have done better. I was I was learning like a lot of uh defense moves. Like mm. okay, he did this. I'm going to learn how to defend this. He did this. I'm going to learn how to defend that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's and would you say so we mentioned earlier you've you're so you're 22, you're you're doing sp- uh, sports studies at the moment. You're still a student. You're finishing your studies. Uh, you have 23 amateur fights across. I think we counted like seven different martial arts under your belt. That's that's pretty impressive resume. Like it seems to me like today I see you more as a MMA fighter because I that's what you're predominantly doing now. But you've been competing in Muay Thai and boxing and. Uh, does fighting in other martial arts feel different to you? Do you take that, uh, for example, if you if you had lost in different uh, sports, would that feel differently in terms of pain? Do you have like a particular attachment to to MMA that this is your calling, this is what you want to do? So it it felt particularly painful to lose that day. Like uh, for example, if I lose in Muay Thai, yeah. Or would it be the same? Just, just as you know, unacceptable. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit different because um, I'm I just take uh it as an experience. Mm. You know, f- winning or losing at the individual martial arts. So, for example, if I lost in wrestling, I just take it like it's alright. It's a it's an experience because, like, all the martial arts that I compete in. I will I will gather all the so called data, mm, you know, yeah, and exactly. put it into my in MMA, MMA fight. Yeah. In so the, the way you look at MMA is MMA is really your thing, yes, and then yes. everything else is just those components and tools that you can bring into your MMA toolbox. Yes, yes, yeah. So I'm just gathering experience mm. and, like I mentioned earlier, gathering data mm. from competing outside of MMA. Mm. Yeah. So back to what you asked. The loss is it, it affects me, mm. but not as much as MME. Sure, yeah. Because for you, so talking a little bit about the future, like, uh, is it something that you would like to do professionally? Uh, of course, my plan is to be a great M- uh, MME fighter. Mm. You know, as an amateur first. Okay, and then yeah, definitely looking to join the you know pro organization. Such as one championship, nice UFC, you know PFL, Cage Warriors. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking to join the pro organization. Yeah, in, awesome. in the near future, maybe I'll give myself about four years. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in that context, so you have that objective. Definitely, you know, it's it's obvious that for you, this is not just a hobby. You have your entire time uh, ahead of you. So, looking at it from uh, a potential career, like what would you think would be the next um, steps towards that goal, towards achieving that that goal of turning pro? Like, would you compete, continue to compete more in 
in MMA in Singapore in in the region? Like, what's your what's your sort of overview at the moment? Yeah, I'll definitely continue to compete in MMA, mm. like more MMA fights and more grappling fights. Okay. Yeah, such as jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Mm. Yeah, I'll compete more in Malaysia, but okay. also I'm looking to compete in Thailand. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking to compete in Thailand. Do you, so in Malaysia, we're talking obviously about ultimate beatdown. They organize regular events, so that's that's something that obviously I'm sure, given your your performance at the UB45, I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy to have you again. Uh, what what's the typically like the place you'd like to go in Thailand? Uh, what what organization? Do you have any anything on your radar already in terms of amateur tournaments you'd like to join? I think as of now, not yet, but. I know some organization like mm -hmm. uh, CFC, mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, looking to train a lot in Thailand, yeah. Would like, would would you consider to actually like do some camps there and uh, train in the? It, it's we saw that a lot of big names in MMA actually are setting up gyms in in Phuket. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I know uh, Al uh, Volkanovski has a uh, Bang Tower. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I forgot, I, I know that, uh, I think Alex Pereira was also training in Koh Samui uh, for yeah, his like, last fight um, against Adesanya. As for Hamzat Chimaev? Ah, yeah. yeah. In Tiger Muay Thai? True, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, and, yeah, seen a lot. Yeah. Would, you, would you like envision yourself to just go do camps there or would you envision yourself to at some point just go train for a few months, like be... Uh, uh, to to see how it's done in in Thailand, I think I'll go with camps first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Definitely go with camps first. Yeah, and you know, like see how it goes for me. Mm. And yeah, we we'll try to fight in Thailand. Wow. See how. So that that's um, obviously, you know, you within the guest we've had on the show you're probably the, the the one who's really trying to go towards a, a profession a profession out of out of the sport but can you walk us a little bit through how did you how did you get here man like 22 years old 23 fights uh we were looking earlier at, at the list of martial arts that you're doing so uh you were doing silat boxing muay thai jujitsu gi and no gi uh, what am I missing? Wrestling, MMA, and I'm missing one. Uh, and kickboxing. C can you tell us a bit more? Like, so were you always into martial arts as a kid? Like, what? How did you get involved in the in that universe? Okay, as a, uh, as a kid, you know, my dad used to watch a lot of action movies. Ah, yeah, like a lot. When I say a lot, it's a lot. Nice. Like really a lot. And you know, as a kid, you're you're very curious, you know, about a lot of things. So I yeah. used to I used to watch my dad. Nice. Yeah. So when I see the movies that he watched, mm. so I'm like, that's kind of cool. I want to do that. But yeah. so there are action movies and action movies because obviously, it is it. Are we talking about Jackie Chan type of stuff? Are we talking about Schwarzy type of stuff? Like uh, Donnie Yen. Okay. Ip Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ip Man and who is it? The one in Ong Bak. Uh, yeah, oh, Tony yeah. Ja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. my dad watched a lot of their movies. Okay. So, I got interested. So, at first, it, it was like just a, you know, playful 
preful thing you know for me mm. then yeah i got interested and one day i received a brochure on my doorstep okay yeah and it was a karate brochure okay yeah it was at malaysia okay i stayed in malaysia for 5 years ah okay okay mm, for 5 years so i received the brochure and i told my mom like oh this uh this is a karate brochure can i join mm. Mm. so she was like okay sure okay. nice so i tried for the class and guess what i'm the only student Oh no, you're oh, okay. That, but that's good. That's that's private yeah. lesson. I was the only student. I was the only one nice. for about a good one year. Oh no. Yeah. Wow. But there was one student that came in into the karate class uh-huh. and in a few months he left. Oh. Yeah, so I I was back to being the only student. So you were basically yeah. training one-on-one with a black belt in yeah, karate. Yeah, we were black, we were black belt karate one-on-one. Wow. Yeah, then at 11 years old. That's cool. Yeah, so after a year and yeah he he stopped the class i think because this, he's teaching only one class, uh, one, one student students. yeah so he stopped the class and think about few years later i moved back to singapore okay yeah so so, so at first it was like you know a playful thing like I, like i said earlier it was a playful thing and i i didn't didn't think about martial art mm. for quite a long time yeah so when when i enter high school at 13 years old mm-hmm. uh, actually there's uh, something happened in school you know? yeah something happened in school and the principal was asking me like, about the details about what's happening you know yeah yeah so I, i was giving out the details you know mm-hmm. you know some people might say it's snitching you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but come on being 13 If, years old yeah i know and, if something happens yeah being t- being a small 13 year old kid the principal the school principal talk to you you're going to be scared Sure. Yeah, you're gonna be scared. So of I was course. just like, "Oh yeah, this happened. That happened." Uh-huh. Yeah. So the the guys that were involved, the school seniors, didn't uh-huh. they, they know I I give off the information. Okay. Yeah. So one day I was walking in the school corridor. Yeah. One of the guys that in, uh, was involved in this, yeah, he punched me straight on my chest. <sighs> straight. Like solar plexus type of shot. Above the solar plexus, I remember oh. where's the shot at. Yeah, so he punched me there. Then he was like saying that I why why did I give off the information? Mm. Then I apologized to him. You know? mm. And then one, another of his friends said like, even if I apologize, it doesn't fix the damage that they need to receive. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't have messed up in the first place. Yeah, then I'm like, okay. then I just walk it off. You know. Then I was thinking in my head like, maybe I should start back. Karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like maybe I should start back karate because I was thinking at thirteen years old. I was thinking I I don't want to grow up and you know let anyone touch me. You know? Push you around. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying you have to be good in martial arts. You have to know. Mm. That's the for me. Uh, honestly, like personally for me. Yeah. Minimum, you know some martial arts. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be really good. You know. I yeah, just have to be uh at an average level you know mm. yeah like you 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 can't fight it's fine but mm. you don't want to fight that something else you know yeah yeah you don't want to defend yourself that something else mm. yeah personally for me yeah personally, yeah so I, i had that thinking you know so i was like okay i'm going to learn self defense i'm going to start back yeah uh, because i don't want people going around you know punching me anytime they want exactly. whenever they want like that that sucks Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, that sucks. So, I started to watch UFC. 
yeah in instagram nice and in youtube and yeah i, I so called my first love in ufc was cody gabran okay the former bantamweight champion yeah mm. so i watched a lot of ufc then i get to find out about mma gyms in singapore such as like impact mma yes. that was the first gym i recognized okay yeah and evolve mma mm. so i was just having interest in mma up till i was 16 years old then i was able to join a gym mm. yeah because i wasn't uh, i wasn't working up till i was 16 okay yeah so at 16 i managed to find a part time job mm. to pay off my gym your membership yeah yeah to pay off my membership so initially which which gym did you join oh i joined evolve i oh, straight away straight joined away it's straight okay. away with evolve so uh it's quite notorious that their their membership is quite expensive it's quite mm. quite crazy actually yeah so i joined i joined evolve for about a good one year okay then good i did yeah then i stopped for a bit mm. yeah because it's quite like you mentioned it's quite expensive yeah mm. and i'm i'm just a 16 year old 17 year old student sure yeah then i trained with the school you know and maybe because after after high school mm-hmm. yeah i went to college okay yeah so my college uh, have MMA. Ah. So I trained with the MMA team there. So when you as soon as you start to join back a gym so you went karate but then immediately when you start a gym you're like okay that's it. I'm doing MMA. I'm not you know I'm not starting with boxing. I'm not starting with Muay Thai. I'm just here we go. Let, MMA that's it. Yeah, I joined I joined MMA but uh, okay. right before MMA for a short period of time I joined Silat. Okay. And I yeah, Silat was my first combat sport competition. Okay. Yeah, I joined Silat and for a short period of time, then I competed. Mm. And yeah, I I moved to Evolve MMA. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was still in Evolve when I was in college. Mm. Then after I'm done with my contract in Evolve, I trained with the college MMA team. Mm. Yeah, after that I went to after I'm done with college, I went to National Service. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so Like like I said, I I actually wanted to do this for self defense, mm. but like the fight organization, you know, uh, they texted me. I don't know how they got my number, honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. Yeah, they texted me and they said, "Hey, you want to fight here?" Nice. Yeah. Now I'm like, do I want to fight? <laughs> you know. So yeah. was it something when you when you're joining a gym initially? It seems like it was more. Like for your own personal growth and development, but when you start going to the gym, are you, in your mind, are you already thinking like, I want to join a gym, do MMA for the purpose of doing fights and potentially amateur fights, and or are you just going there for the purpose of, you know, learning the craft and because you think like it's a great way to, as you said, to be comfortable in your skin and and feel uh, empowered. Oh yeah, I. I... Join in MMA to uh, to learn self defense basically mm. yeah just for self defense you know you know this saying people like to say um, I don't bring weapon because I'm the weapon yeah <laughs> nice. so I was just trying to weaponize myself I see yeah for own safety that's all yeah yeah that's about it self defense but like like I said you know the fight organization uh, people will text me and ask me do I want to fight here do I want to fight in this event mm. so I was thinking. Why not I give it a try? Mm. You know, it can be fun. Yeah, so when I f- when I fight, when I fought back then, I th- I thought to myself, 
okay first first of all this is fun second okay. i'm not bad i'm ah, quite good yeah okay. I, i'm i'm all right you know i'm all right so like i uh you know there's always room for improvement so when i thought when i look at myself i i thought to myself like damn i actually i actually can be very good in this mm. you know very good so i you know just continue you know as as you progress your confidence tend to go go up go up yeah go up so that pushes me to fight more mm. and that's why today i have 23 bouts yeah mm. but would you say uh beyond just the the fight component would you say that you discovered that you were a competitor because as we discussed earlier like it seems to me that you're you're taking things seriously like when you're fighting you want to win you're not there just to participate you're not there for the participation medal you're there for the gold <laughs> you're there yeah, for the I, win i always strive for the win is it yeah. is it something that was that you discovered as you started to fight or is it something that was always in your life like even you're playing monopoly with your sister uh you realize you don't like to lose like not not really don't like to lose but i just uh don't like to feel small i see. How, how can i put it yeah. no yeah. yeah i don't like to feel uh, timid yeah mm. okay no it's yeah so yeah it's not really don't like to lose you know mm. like it, uh it's always in me that i i i want i always want to walk around with confidence yeah i always want to earn that respect from people mm. yeah because back then when i was a kid even around my friends around my cousins i was physically the smaller guy yeah 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 that, that, that's that's why when i compete you know mm. i was thinking in my head like yeah you could be small but you're good at kicking ass and yeah. and particularly in in uh, organized fights you get to fight somebody who's your your weight so yeah. all of a sudden it kind of becomes the big equalizer yeah of sorts so Yeah, it wasn't about winning or losing mm. every single time. Yeah. I mean there's there's time where I really need this win. You know, mm. there's times like the ultimate win on 45. Yeah. Because I've been waiting for two years, <laughs> you know. And because yeah. your sister uh, is yeah. really in a hurry and she needs you to wrap it up quickly. Yeah, and she's been waiting since I think 11 p.m. Yeah. She's been waiting for hours. Yeah, some some fights I really need to win. Mm. I really need to win. But some fights I'm good with both mm. because after come on after all it's just we we are just amateurs fighters amateur yeah. fighters yeah mm. so it's like of course your health is on the line but there's there's no like money on the line mm. Mm. so it's not For like sure. yeah it's not like the professional fights where you lose you you lose your money also sure mm. but I feel like you know having spoken with 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 a few people over over time you have some people who just it doesn't matter whether it's the money or anything it's just they want to win so bad and so uh it's interesting people approach approach fighting differently but i'm just r- curious like did you ever sort of take revenge of the situation that you had when you got bullied in in at that time in school uh, usually when things get sour i would just go off yeah yeah i wouldn't want to do anything about it you know because okay because we as um you know martial artists we know we can make things really ugly. Yeah. Yeah, and if this goes to the court. Mm, exactly. Out, yeah. Who will be in trouble? 
exactly the the mma guy <laughs> so yeah if things get sour if things get ugly you know yeah you 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 can be the you know the guy that will be hurting hurting everyone but there's no pride to it exactly because you messing up with the law mm so usually when things goes bad I'll, i'll just try to avoid the situation if mm. if it doesn't involve me mm. i just go off. Yeah. like if it's in public or what i'll just go off i'm i'm not the type of guy to break fights in public mm. i'm the type <laughs> of guy to just go off yeah yeah to me i always uh, quote uh, george st pierre because I, he's a bit of a of a really big source of inspiration but he's he's exactly like that and it seems like anybody who's uh who's good doesn't need those confrontation to prove anything when you have that confidence in yourself basically having that confidence and that knowledge just gives you a different attitude gives you a different posture it gives you a different way like uh, gsp always says that famously that he was picked on a lot at school but a lot of it had to do with how he carried himself or at least that's what he says and the fact that when he started to do martial art and karate and and he it also helped him change the way that he presents himself to the world and so uh, it completely changed everything and then obviously once you know that you can beat somebody up you don't need to do it because you, you just you can walk away knowing that you could <laughs> yeah because even if you really you know beat somebody up or like i said Yeah, the law will get to you. Yeah, yeah, the law will get to you. You know, you you'll be in trouble. So, like, and and again, I said, uh, there's no pride to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to fight? Like, let's go to the ring. Yeah, let's go to the cage. Yeah. Actually, like, I feel like if something was to happen, you know, and and you're really having an altercation with somebody, you're like, okay, yeah, you wanna you wanna play big boy? C- come to the gym on Saturday. Then you yeah, you exactly. put a helmet on. We get in the ring, we do it properly, then we see what's what. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the proper way, that's the good way, man. I think that that's a good way of solving solving situations. Uh actually I was curious like since you're quite versed in MMA like what's your do you have some heroes whether actually whether it's in the the MMA world or in any other martial arts but do you have any uh, any fighters that you really like love in terms of their style or in terms of their personality what are the guys you look up to uh, in terms of inspiration okay so actually uh, because my fighting style is more to wrestling and boxing you know i don't really use kicks so see my inspiration is my previous coach back in evolve okay uh, he's a one championship fighter yeah eko uh, roni okay yeah so he got If I'm not wrong, he got seven win streak. Wow! All by first round. And That's... there's there's one fight he knocked this guy out in ten seconds. <sighs> yeah. That's that's even better than the McGregor Aldo. Uh, mm, and fight. yeah, so the fact that we have something in common, like you know, I'm half Indonesian. Okay. I mean, he's full Indonesian, mm-hmm. and. He wrestles, I wrestle, mm. and also he's good at boxing, and I I do boxing during my MMA fight, mm. so it makes me look up to him more. Mm. And if you see in YouTube, I think in Evolve documentary or One Championship documentary, there's a lot of story about him, mm. like where he come from, and how he got here. So the way I see he persevere, 
Yeah. Uh, I I respect that a lot. Mm. I look up to that a lot. And yeah, I I envy his work so much. He's he's if you look at him now, you wouldn't you wouldn't even guess that he picked that up in a short period of time. Mm. He picked that kind of striking, that kind of jujitsu grappling in a short period of time. In how long? I I think in about in a from uh, the day he start in evolve uh-huh. to the point where he's very good. I think it only takes him about two three years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. That's a very short period of time, yeah. you know, to be excellent. To be excellent, you know, some people will take about six years, yeah, five years, seven years to start from scratch. He took very fast, and he's I I spot with him, man, super strong. Wow, super strong for a small guy. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, yeah, I really envy him, you know, and the the way I see him work, you know, after he. Coach the class, you know, and the way he talked to the students, the way he talked to me, yeah, I just respect him a lot. That's, mm. and also I guess he shows you, like, in everything that we do, I think the hardest thing is to um, see the path and understand whether it's how how it's achievable. Like everybody can look at Mount Everest and think I want to climb that, but. Very few people will do it because they don't really understand what are the steps involved and how it's actually doable. But when you have somebody like that, I guess it it opens the way for you to see exactly, okay, step one, train this way. Step two, do this. Step three. And then it kind of opens a a clear structure for you to say, okay, if I want to become a professional fighter, I guess these are the steps I have to follow. And this is the path I kind of... I can uh, try to succeed. Yeah, it's just like uh, you know, back then McGregor say there's no Irish man like him <laughs> that made it in MMA. Yeah. So he kind of like paved the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I see it. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of fighters that made it so far. Mm. Uh, in front of me, such as my uh, such as my previous coach Ikoroni. Mm. You know, so and even Coach Kristen. Mm. Yeah, even Coach Christian, like like at his age, man, he's he's still a beast. Yeah, yeah. So Christian at at elite, he's he's very strong. He just competed in in BJJ last weekend. Oh yeah, he was lean and mean, man. Yep. So when I look at Coach Christian, I was like, I want to be like that when I'm old, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, don't. First of all, let me step up to defend the older people here. Christian is barely 40. He is in absolute shredded state, to be fair. But he's only 40. You're not allowed to say he's old. I'm, I'm turning 35, man. Oh, damn. Right. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I started to feel very personal here. But yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Definitely that. Uh, and actually, um, so now you join the elite uh, coach. And so you're you're uh, teaching an MMA class there. Uh you know, wh- what do you enjoy about uh, that particular uh, gym? Uh, so, yeah, I'm just curious, like, what's your your feeling between training at Evolve versus training at a place like Elite? And... Okay, so, um, uh, it's very common if you train in a smaller gym, then you get noticed mm. quite quickly. If you yeah. train in a smaller gym. Yeah. Yeah, it's very common to have that. Mm. Uh, training in Evolve, like it's a it's a 
big gym. Mm. There's a lot of people. So it's pretty hard to get noticed. Mm. I can say. You have to be like really outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Then, and, and you have to network well. Mm. You really have to go up to the coaches and talk to them and do it again and again. Mm. And they will start to notice you like, ah, this guy, you know, he keeps talking. To. Yeah. Keeps talking to me, mm. you know. I mean, this is what I experience, you know. I don't know what others, uh, other people mm. experience. But yeah, for a smaller gym, you know, you tend to get noticed quite quickly. So I think that's the only difference. Yeah. Mm. Plus, for for me, in terms of the training-wise, it depends on yourself. Mm. You can go to the best gym in the world, but if you still train like, like um, you know, like, show that you're lazy and does, don't give you 100%, you still won't be good. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, because like you have to help yourself before other help you, others help you, you know. Yeah. So you can be very good in a small gym or you can be very bad in a good gym. Yeah. Mm. I feel like uh, uh, some of the gym's business model is basically to sign up people who have a lot of money but not a lot of dedication and yes, yes exactly it's, it's exactly. a very good customer because you give a lot of money then you don't take a lot of time so that's that's good what's your uh what's your training uh regimen at the moment how many times a week do you train uh, i'll train like five five times a week wow so do you do only uh mma training or do you break out your training between Uh, for example, uh, MMA training, uh, weights, resistance training, or okay, so f- uh, strength and conditioning mm. for weight training. Uh-huh. I'll do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Yeah. Then for Tuesday and Thursday, I'll do my cardio. Okay. Or the other way around. Yeah. I I I I won't do like weight training and cardio same day. Sure. Mm. Like because I still got uh training with Coach Christian. Mm. I still have my Muay Thai training. Sure. Uh, I still have my MMA training. So exactly. Mm. So you're telling me you're training five times a week, but that's you're only mentioning uh weight and cardio. But in addition to all of those five sessions, you're doing Muay Thai, MMA, uh, and and other yeah, uh, and PTs with Coach Chris. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. So that's. What ten sessions a week, something like that. Sometimes you train, you have to train at least twice a day to to. Yeah, sometimes and sometimes I take an off day in the mm. middle of the week, so as to not burn out my body. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you know, um, and it's for my uh long run in the sport, so you don't want to beat yourself up too much. Yeah, yeah, because like they said, sometimes less is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to beat yourself up too much, and. If you feel like you need a rest, if, I mean your body, you could tell your body need a rest. Mm. Then if you feel like you need a rest, just just rest first. You know, mm. don't push too much until you uh, become sick. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you as a fighter, you know the difference between lazy and tired. <laughs> so don't get mixed up by both of them. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to you have to push a fair bit first, and yeah. Uh, I think as a hobbyist, I think I, I, I'm only starting to see a little bit the difference between being a bit lazy and being a probably a tight, bit yeah. overextended. But we're getting to the tail end of the of the show. 
but I'm just curious, you know, so at the moment you're, you're teaching this, this class, uh, this MMA class at, at Elite, um, you're finishing your study. Uh, are you already thinking about what's next for you in terms of, of fights? Do you have any, any plans already in the, in the works or uh, what, what's, what's next for you? Yeah, I'm actually looking to fight in Ultimate Vidome 47. Okay. Yeah, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's November or December. Okay. Yeah. So you I, already... I mean, yeah, I hope it's during the end of year. Yeah, definitely want to get another win this year mm. before we close up this year. Sure. Yeah, rack up two wins in a year. That, yep. That'll be good. And then after that, the the goal, so over the next couple of years, uh, continue to do more more amateur fights and hopefully uh, then... Uh, send your application. We mentioned we talked a bit off mic earlier, but you mentioned that uh, if you want, I was asking how you can join a pro organization. You just said, "Oh, actually, they have sort of enrollments or applications at yep. one and and UFC." Can you? Is it something you you would be doing? Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah, I'll I'll get a few amateur fights first, mm. Mm, MME, mm. and might be outside of MME. Mm. Maybe more wrestling uh, tournaments and more Muay Thai fights. Because, mm. uh, in my opinion, this is a very good tool for yeah. MMA, you know, Muay Thai wrestling. Yeah. So I'll get more fights in these three sports MMA, Muay Thai wrestling. And yeah, I'll see how it goes. Mm. And I'll. Because for one championship, I believe there's one warrior series. Mm. Yeah, they will give out application. Yeah, so I might try it for it. Or maybe even road to UFC. Mm. Yeah. See how it goes. That'll be awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope uh, everybody has been as inspired as I am to to go out and uh, train and get better. Um if people want to follow you, want to learn more about you, where can they find you and and follow a bit your journey? Uh, my Instagram is on. Uh, it's not private, so they can just follow me in Instagram. Okay. So what's your handle? Instagram yeah. uh, at Vredi. Okay. So it's V R E D, and there's three Y's. Yeah, Vredi. Yeah, Vredi. Nice. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much, Vredi, for coming uh, in uh, the studio you, today. Thanks, uh, everyone, and uh, looking forward to your next fight. Uh, looking forward to train with you. And uh, to everybody listening, see you next time for another episode. You've been listening to Fighters in the Making. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help the show, you can share us with your friend or give us a tag. You can find the show on Instagram at Fighters in the Making. You can also help us by giving us a review on iTunes or following the show on Spotify. Finally, you can find all our episodes on our website, www.fightersinthemaking.com. We'll see you next time for another episode. And until then, train hard, stay healthy, and enjoy the journey.